0: Hello! I'm recording this on January 2nd, and that means, well, a number of things. First off, uh, this series is now syndicated on LightHeadMagazine.com. Welcome to the show. This is a bi-weekly series that explores current events related to light at night, be it biological research, new developments in lamps, actions by advocates, or changes in policy. Uh, This is not an opinion-driven show per se. But I will also say that should I express an opinion, uh, they'll be grounded in the topic at hand, based on the principle that good lighting design is a social, environmental, and moral imperative, and any opinion that I might say is not necessarily reflective of Lighthead's editors, the NAED, NAILD, the Lighting and Darkness Foundation, or our sponsors at Evluma. They're mine. But I do want to thank Evluma for backing us for the full year, Uh, Every Evluma lamp is dimmable, either through a Bluetooth connection or a network-ready 7-pin photocell. Visit Evluma.com for more details. We're going to be talking about them all year, and I'm very happy to have them on board. But this is the Darkness News Update. I'm Scott Walker, and let's jump into it. Because it's a new year, and we're swinging hard. Because you, Basil, has found out that yellow light before bed is just as bad for you as blue light. Uh, This is a study of 16 adult subjects. Uh, Over the course of a series of, over the course of the study, there was a control period where they were not shown any light before bed or after they fell asleep. Uh, Then there was a period where they were given dim blue light throughout the night, or throughout the same period. And then there was a period where they were given bright yellow light throughout that same amount of time before bed, and... Uh, the melanopic response, reported tiredness, and, uh, photosensitivity results were about the same, regardless of what color of light they experienced. Uh, again, the science still needs further review, further development, but this is a big deal because we've made blue light the bad guy for a long time, and the answer is maybe it's- it's just light. It's just light, and we need to focus on all possible, uh, mitigations and, uh, confrontations to maintain human health and circadian wellness. When we talk about having light at night, Johns Hopkins has identified the protein that stabilizes circadian rhythms in mice, which means it probably carries up most mammals it carries up. But uh, low levels of a protein called NM3 lead to greater sensitivity to light when it comes to circadian responses, which could be a way out of this whole thing. Beyond just, say, shields, dimming, timing, all the good things we want to do with light at night. The Design Lights Consortium has updated their Luna protocol. Uh, this happened on November 27th, but uh, they made one policy change about mounting, and then they clarified a chart about photosensitivity measures. And, you know, that that's just a, a little thing, but it's worth noting. The American Chemical Society has built a better blue LED, uh, a 450 nanometer lamp at before bed at night after dark is shown to increase melatonin levels in subjects salivary glands so that could be better uh, Better sleep slows cognitive de- decline this is a 20 year long study from you Washington Medical and it has found that consistent sleep over your entire early to midlife improves your cognition as you get older. Uh, light exposure rhythms have been linked to cognitive function, in the already cognitively impaired, which suggests that better rest and brighter light during the day shows that uh, they perform better on cognitive tests. This was a study done at Chosun-Yu Hospital in South Korea. Uh, Delayed sleep phase syndrome has been linked with ADHD, which means that poor circadian entrainment related to DSPS will also make ADHD systems work, which does create that doom spiral that you tend to have happen when you have a circadian disruption when it comes to mental illness. A uh, study of from the University College of London shows that early risers may have uh, <laughs> Neanderthal DNA. So uh, this is a theory that, you know, 70,000 years ago, as Homo sapiens moved north and encountered Neanderthals and hybridization ensued, certain circadian responses from the Neanderthal side that were more adapted to northern climes and thus less light during the day. Uh, were early risers. It's just a theory, but there you go. Uh, Circadian disruptions are also shown to make rats worse at their maternal behaviors. Off-cycle lighting uh, changes the amount of time they spend nursing and bedding with their pups, which in turn damages the liver and adrenal glands of those pups. Reindeer, however, don't have circadian rhythms, a group of test animals up north in Norway were found to be able to suppress their melanopic responses by ruminating, which is to say chewing on bits of grass for an entire 24-hour period. Should you do that? Probably not. But that's a thing to know. Uh the Dark Sky International has begun work with Santa Cruz, California, with city council working on a new bylaw to conserve and protect and otherwise mitigate light and night uh, Spencer, Iowa, is set to re- revise their sign lighting regulations. Re- Realtors may be allowed to uplight their temporary signage if this proposal passes three readings. Chubuck, Idaho, is, propo- is proposing a new dark sky ordinance. A city councilor has begun the process of creating a bylaw to reduce the amount of light at night in the city. He's following Tucson's example in this case. Melbourne, Australia might light its last unlit park uh this is <laughs> this is one particular park that does not have any lighting on pathways or for sports fields so far uh people are a bit upset about that including uh, advocates from dark sky international and uh fairlands valley park in essex in the uk has brought in darkness related consultants uh before they add light they've got some wildlife f- experts in to begin consulting before they add lighting to any pathways. And we're gonna close out this episode with a discussion of HBO's Last Week Tonight. Uh, if you're not familiar, it is a program weekly on La- on HBO in which John Oliver spends 30 minutes uh, doing some explanatory journalism. It's opened with a few jokes, and then it closes with a ludicrous stunt. And one of the episodes proposed for the summer that was cancelled due to the Writers Guild strike. Was that he would explain all the harms of LED headlights, and his ludicrous stunt would be shining those headlights into the hall, into the homes of congressional lawmakers, which um, part not only was that cancelled because of the Writers Strike, but because the Writers Strike gave legal time to read the script that was in development. Uh, legal said, "Don't do that." And I want to remind you of the archives of this program, the Darkness News Update, that has specifically said that um, shining bright lights into the bedroom windows of your political opponents is a dick move. Once again, opinions are my own. (laughs) But I want to thank Evluma. I want to thank Lighthead. I want to thank you for listening. I will catch you next time, and I hope you're already having a good new year.